singles the glass ceiling shatters that's what that is actually by the way if you guys didn't know <laughs> the glass ceiling <laughs> the, the glass ceiling the pink ceiling finally gay podcasters <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we are breaking boundaries the first gay podcasters ever the first gay men mm. period the first gay men period yeah <laughs> hi listener this is Juan this is Josh hi and welcome to another episode of Hot Local Singles, mm-hmm. a music podcast hosted by the two gay guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what is, I mean, what else is there to say? It's a music podcast. Guys. It's a music podcast. Yeah, we have a lot to discuss. We're going to write songs <laughs> hot or local today. Isn't that right? Mm-hmm. We're playing the binary of top and bottom of Montreal or Toronto. Right, Yeah. <laughs> But um, there's a woman belting on my street right now, like garage door open, full amp setup. Do you think Camila Cabello? Yeah, it's Camila Cabello, <laughs> Cinderella herself. She's belting. She's like belting nine one one Charlie XCX for you? No, she's belting like Whitney Houston or something like classic Wait, diva vibes. Yeah, for, for You're not real. Joking about this? No, I'm. I was hearing it just now. Can you record it? I should. Should I like bring my setup to her show? (laughs) Excuse me, who are you signed to? Tiny Garage Sessions. (laughs) Arts and Crafts. Is that the name of the Toronto label? Is it Feist? My mom, Feist. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, we're losing the plot. Hi, listener. Hi, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, music. There was a lot of stuff happening this week, was there? I don't know. I'm just just saying that. But um, things that come to mind right now. I saw Lord singing. Did you see that clip of Lord singing Britney Spears? Uh, heard of it. <laughs> I I don't want to get on the Lord hate train, but she sounded rough. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. I think she just needs to realize that she has like, she's an alt singer. She's an indie singer. She's Kate Bush. She's not She's Britney. Kate Bush. Didn't sound, yeah, she doesn't, that doesn't cute to me at all. I saw that link on my um, Google Chrome app. No way. Really. You know, the new tab page. That's where I see all that stuff. Mm-hmm. My favorite website, <laughs> the Google Chrome new tab. <laughs> Remember websites? I was thinking about that recently. Like in like in like 2012, I visited websites. <laughs> I was going to say something really vital that Lisa Rinna's daughter broke up with uh, Scott Disick. Oh, that's a shock. That's really important. Yeah. I'm really happy for her, honestly. I like her. She's really hot. Okay. Amelia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Guys, Josh is not interested at all in what I have to say. I think um, Scott Disick is hot in an evil way. He looks like Draco Malfoy these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Harry Potter? Listen, <laughs> I always love a sleazy looking guy. Wait, Harry I Potter? I just don't think he's... <laughs> Scott Disick. <laughs> just to bring up Scott Disick and Harry Potter. <laughs> in the same podcast, yeah. People are going to get really wrong ideas of what this podcast is about. He just looked hot blonde. I'm sorry. Um, do I care about this? No. Okay. Oh, fuck. We're being so bad at podcasting today. <laughs> yeah, we really are being bad at podcasting. We can't hold a conversation. No. It's like we've never talked no. before. <laughs> Why is that? Juan, what's on your mind? <laughs> Honestly, everything and nothing. Like, I have memories of the mind, of the week just cruising through my mind but i can't <laughs> hold on to anything because nothing really happened it's just like endless scroll 
of life. It sounded like you were going to say, I have memories of the mines, as if you were like a miner back in the day <laughs> with PTSD <laughs> from like a, a mine crash or whatever. Uh, my Vietnam. Yeah, my Vietnam. <laughs> yeah, I'm definitely losing it. Um, I'm moving to London in 20 days, as I can't help but mention every few minutes. <laughs> And um, honestly, moving is really hard. So, yeah. When are you going to London, Josh? September 30th is my flight home. Oh, in 20 days. How crazy. Fully 20 days. I'm, I'm pretty jealous and excited for you. Thanks. I will remain in my village. In your village, yeah. <laughs> on your island. <laughs> well, you're going to like the isle. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. The British one. Invented islands. The British one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's pretty exciting. I guess your mind is pretty occupied by the prospect of literally moving your entire life across the Atlantic Ocean. Period. In three suitcases, yeah. Three? That's more than I thought. Surprisingly doable. It might even be two. I keep selling stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Right. We'll see what I have left. Because <laughs> usually you have to pay extra for the third. Oh, yeah, you do. Yeah. Like yeah. a lot. The third yeah. is like the tipping point, for sure. Yeah, but I mean, if you're moving your whole life, three suitcases, I think, is okay, yeah. Period, yeah. And I, like, want my pillow. Okay, that's a bit extra. I want my pillow. <laughs> you pillow. You can buy a pillow. They have pillows in London, I've heard. No. No. <laughs> Not like this one. <laughs> Watch as it's, like, one of those Japanese body pillows with, like, <laughs> yeah. a twink painted on top, with, like, Troy Sivan on the top. It's front. like a beautiful princess. <laughs> anyway, princess. <laughs> princess Peach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's like a, an episode of 30 Rock where James Frank was in love with this pillow. That's you. That's a good one, yeah. That's a cute episode. Yeah. That's a cute arc, in fact. Actually, I did. I, I'm judging you and laughing at you, but I did the same thing when I moved from Toronto to Montreal. I brought, I have this like memory foam pillow mm -hmm. that I used to love the time I switched into another pillow, but at the time she was like my main girl. And she I brought her with me. Yeah. She, yeah. No, I don't fuck with that stuff. Yeah. Well, you know what I mean? Like, it's enough change to begin with without changing my pillows, too. Come you're on. right. You're right. And it could really, like, literally fuck up your spine or Period. something. Period. You just never know, yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. We're at yes, yes. We get it. <laughs> <laughs> the listener gets it. We have come together. The uh, chat is in agreement. Our minds finally seem to be on the same lane. Yeah, yeah. Using each other for, like, a few minutes. The unification of Juan and Josh. <laughs> For once. The emancipation of what's our couple name? Who whoosh. Huash. Or um Huash. Why Huash? John. John. <laughs> <laughs> I like John. Besties. Um oh, and then I booked tickets to Garage Classical the day I the night I arrive in London too. That's pretty crazy. Garage Classical, October first, yeah. Do nuts. something the day you arrive. Fully not gonna have slept the night before. It's gonna be I think it'll a lot. It'll distract you from the massiveness of moving. Yeah. I'm going to cry. Yeah, for sure. And you feel like the first night, I remember when I moved to Barcelona and it was like supposed to be a year. So it wasn't even that big. But the second I left the airport and I was on, on the car driving into the city, in the city, I was like, what did I do? What oh the my fuck God. am I doing? I just like looked at this like ex expansive landscape that I had never seen in my life being like, why did I do this? I don't know anyone here. You don't know anyone. The first night is, is rough. You don't know the street names. You don't. You yeah, barely know yeah. the directions of the roads. It's crazy. You probably know the language because it's British. Period. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll be like Walt. <laughs> <laughs> what are you gonna do? If, like a Scottish person talks to you. You're gonna. Sorry, do you come with subtitles, sir? 
<laughs> but um, yeah, I'm going to cry when the sugar babes come out, assuming they come out. <laughs> I mean, how could I not? It's just going to happen. Yeah, yeah you're going to be so sentimental that night. I know. If Craig David yeah. comes out, oh my God. Are you going with your friend Sam or are you going alone? My roommate, yeah. I bought a ticket for right. her. She was like, Josh, I'm begging you, don't buy me a ticket. Like, I'm not going to come. Like, I have right. so much stuff to do when I land. I'm like, okay, as I'm like typing in my credit card, like, sure. <laughs> yeah, no girl. problem. <laughs> She's so you're regretting, like, why did I move with her? <laughs> like, <laughs> fascist in terms of bringing her to concerts. Uh, girl, you're coming. It was 50 pounds each. Girl, you're coming. <laughs> Girl, you're coming. She doesn't know yet. 30 pounds? That's like a whole Canadian dollar million. 50. 50 oh pounds God. each. That's 2 million in Canadian dollars. Full orchestra, though. That's beautiful. You're going to be crying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Craig David, Sugar Babes, Lily Allen, maybe? <laughs> Not Lily Allen. Okay, I would be crying for that. Exactly. How much more London, literally, can you get? How much more British? Yeah, that's like the best introduction. I would go for... I, she's, Sam needs to get it together. I would go just for, like, the gag of it. The energy will sweep her up, I reckon. Yeah, for sure. Or just destroy <laughs> her emotionally. Being like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hate Britain. And by the way, listener, if um my roommate doesn't come with me, I'll be posting the ticket in the Discord, and one oh, of yeah. you F-words can come. F-words are girly. It could be like our sweepstake. Yeah. <laughs> Literally first person to respond. It's like, oh, you win a date with Josh. Oh. We should auction it. We should auction it. Date with Josh. Date with Josh, yeah. <laughs> so speaking of besties, mm-hmm. a pair of besties fought this weekend. Oh, you must be talking about crimes. <laughs> Certainly. Grimes and Donna Chromatica executive producer, Blood Pop. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we've been known their besties, or they're not besties, but they're close because Grimes' real bestie, Hannah, do you know her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who has like actually pretty a, a couple of good tracks. My suspicion is that she gives her best tracks to Grimes, but that's another story. <laughs> She's dating Blood Pop. So there's like a definitely a strong connection of like community and just like friendship there. Hannah's dating him or was at some point mm. and like if you go on Grimes TikTok she's always with Hannah they're always like hanging out in their in their bedroom with the baby and Hannah mm. so they're definitely close and before Dawn, Dawn Chromatica came out it was speculated no it was confirmed I think by Grimes that she was going to be on it and then someone asked her why she didn't end up being on the album and what did she say what was the feud about what was the beef it was really hard to tell if it was serious or not so the headline is Grimes isn't on Chromatica Remix album because of sibling rivalry with Blood Pop. And um, the tweet thread went like this. Because, yeah, Grimes wasn't on the Remix album and it was like hyped for weeks, months even, and she wasn't on <laughs> it in the end. And Grimes said this, I have sibling rivalry issues with Blood Pop and our immaturity led to the song not being completed. Also, he's mad at me for taping a picture of myself above his bed. And when he removed the picture, the tape ripped off the paint. He should have left it. <laughs> and then Blood Pop said, not completed as in not started. She was too busy making TikToks about the silence of mimes. Very weird IMO. Also, it actually left serious drywall damage as she used duct tape. She used duct tape. Definitely seems like a fake a fake view now that you read it like that. I know, yeah. It was reported like really straight-faced, but then Grimes said, the media is so insane. Mike and I are best friends and we were joking about this. Although I did cause drywall damage to his house and I'm sorry about that. (laughs) I mean, it was big enough that she really wasn't on the album. I guess just because they never worked on it, maybe? Like she claimed that he wanted her to just like scream 
And then, like, that was her feature. Like, she wasn't even given, like, a backing beat or anything like that. <laughs> so, What's like, I, I, get, I get why she wouldn't, like, want that as a feature. But, um, no, I'm glad they're friends. Because, honestly, I can't deal with any more division in this world. I know. I Literally. Just, I'm still reeling from the Azalea Lana feud from, like, I three know. or four years ago. So, I definitely don't want any more division. Although, I couldn't care less about Blah Pop. He could literally die tomorrow and I wouldn't blink an eye. Literally. Like, who is that, in a way? Yeah. You know, who is that in, in most ways? Yeah, in many ways, in more ways than one for sure. Who is Blah Pop? <laughs> <laughs> Certainly a bad artist name. Yeah, for sure. I was trying to. We were talking about it with the, with a group of straight people about the remix album, and I kept saying Blood Pop, and they're like, "What? Blood Pop?" <laughs> they're like, "Blood." It doesn't sound yeah. like a word. Especially yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have an accent like I do, it's just it's like Blood Pop. Like, what are you yeah. saying? It's not a word. Bad artist. Literally name. not a household name. Period. Maybe um, Blood Diamonds, though, would have rang a bell for them. Because that was his original name. Okay, I was going to say, that Remember exists. That? They didn't know that was him. That exists, True. yeah, that was him. Oh, right. He, they made that go- track go under Blood yes. Diamonds, right? Yeah. With Grimes, yeah. and that ended up being scrapped. Grimes, yeah. But that was kind of a good song. It was song. supposed to be for Rihanna. Right, they, they wrote, wrote it for, it for her, yeah. But that was like such a far shot, you know, long shot. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, now we've said the C word, Chromatica. I guess we can talk about the Chromatica remix album. Let's start getting to the into the music. So yeah, it's a Holocaust episode, you, and yeah. we're gonna start with uh, Chromatica. You're gonna ask me, did I listen to it? I am gonna ask you that. Yeah, did you listen to Dawn of Chromatica? <laughs> Fuck, put on Ooh. the spot. Oh um, no, I did not listen sorry to finish. I am a 29 year old man yeah. with a job. And I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't. I didn't listen to it. I just like couldn't. I couldn't be bothered. I tried a bit and I did listen to a couple of them, but it's not an album that invites to be listened to in mm. one sitting. You know, it's not it's not something you hit play while you're cooking. It's not those no. vibes. No, 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 no. It's harsh. Ah, yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's not good. It's like what I got from it was like the elements of the H word, hyper pop. I know. That are Shh. annoying about hyper. It's allowed. You know? She's <laughs> <Shh>. like, <laughs> yeah. like clunky composition where like the verses never bleed into the chorus properly. Mm-hmm. Just like harsh vocals, like, hey, Pablo Vitar and I hate Dorian Electra. Dorian Electra could I literally know. make the best song in the world, but because it's Dorian Electra, I will not like it. I, just I don't actually, like I have a bigger problem on this particular compilation with Ash Nico. I can't with that. I won't. I can't and I won't. True. I do, I do not, yeah, I don't relate to Dorian Electra, but I do feel like the gay guy hate is getting to the point where I'm about to like get into her discography. You switch. Oh, you're The contrarian gene just like woke up <laughs> and is multiplying. They flip. I mean, Nick is it, Nick is it best. They switch like faggots. And I mean, no, I, I can't with Dorian, but, um, it's the Charlie print, isn't it? It's really remarkable yeah. how similar it is to Pop 2 in terms of collaborators. Yeah. It's just a little... Oh, yeah. It's just like, come on. Like, there's no other connection to these people other than Charlie XCX. I'm sorry. You're going to write, actually. You didn't think about that. Like, Charlie ooh. XCX, like, invented Dorian Electra. I'm sorry. It's just true. Oh, no one. that's cared. why I hate Dorian. That's why I hate I know. Dorian. Because, like, a lot of these people in here have, like, a, their own point of view. Brief Runway Amazing, Arca, I respect her. AJ Cook, obviously, LSDXOXO, I respect. But people like Dorian just they don't they didn't really register in my life before Charlie brought them up. And mm. since they just haven't done anything that doesn't sound like a 
Charlie B-side. Yeah. They're mm-hmm. just writing the coattails of Charlie without trying to put forth any sort of like artistic point of view. I hate talking like that, that, but it's just, I just agree with you completely. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, do you hate talking like what? Being I hate, I don't know. It's just like, harsh. yeah. How much shit can I talk about Dorian Electra in my life? Like right, right. Yeah. once again, yeah. I'm a 29 year old gay man with a job. <laughs> <laughs> it's like ridiculous. Um, but no, I love me some LSGXOXO. I love me some Same. DOS, obviously. Some DOS. Some Planning to Rock, to. some Free Runway. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. I'm not a hater, but it's like, this is not new. And this doesn't sound like something that should have come out now. No. And it actually made me revisit Club Future Nostalgia. And it just is better. It is just a body of work in a way that this isn't. No, I kind of agree with that. Because like Future Nostalgia at least sounded very much like a mix it sounded like yeah like uh what's her name the white madonna what is her real name the, that's her name blessed <laughs> blessed madonna <laughs> had like really thought out like the transitions and like the narrative started to finish this was like blood pop just flexing his rolodex so, like this is who i can book and it's just charlie's friends yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it didn't feel like a gaga situation at all like she was barely involved i reckon exactly what does gaga have what is her connection to any of these people i beg i beg the question honestly but like if if it was gaga's rolodex who would have been on it like elton john more (laughs) somehow literally yeah (laughs) like twice (laughs) (laughs) bradley cooper like that is actually a point of view though this to me isn't a point of view. exactly exactly yeah it's like yeah i know you're right yeah, it's just no. i don't know it's, it's just nothing that said okay we can talk about particular songs for Wait, once but before we do that i saw okay. someone describe it as um like the death knell or like the last breath mm. of hyperpop like this is what killed period hyperpop i mean it's been dead it's like a dead horse but this is like literally just like the 60th stab in the heart of mm-hmm. it, you know? i think so but yeah particular songs maybe some highlights i would say I feel like the highlight for me was, to no one's surprise, the Charlie XCX and H.U. Cook remix of nine, I almost said 1991, of 9-1-1. <laughs> it's cute. Um, corny, yes, but cute. Yeah. Charlie sounds good. The versatility Charlie of her. Charlie sounds good. She sounds great. It definitely yeah. sounds like a Charlie track. I liked mm-hmm. it, which is probably why I liked it. It's pop Tui in, I would argue. Yeah. Definitely has that influence. Yeah. pop Tui in. pop the DOS remix is cute of Enigma. I liked Brie on Babylon. She mm. sounded good. Kind of got messy yeah. towards the end, production-wise, but pretty good remix. I had heard like snippets of the um, other Babylon version. The what's it called? The House Labs. House of yeah. That's fine. And the snippets that I heard, it sounded really good, really exciting. But then the actual full length of it is really disappointing. But for me, like the one that I liked was um, Arkham, Rain on Me. Right. It was the most, not the most, I don't know, because I didn't listen to all of them, but it was just... Galter It really changed the vibe. It really changed the vibe of of what the original song was. It made Mm -hmm. it a bit more, like, melancholic and, I don't know. Yeah. It, like, was very... Yeah, just melancholic. I think she used her own track, Time, on it or something. I forget. Yeah. And Mechatrefe, I think, too. Yeah. So I liked it. I don't know. People were hating on it a lot, but to me, it, like, stood out as being, like, it produced an emotion in me, is all I have to say. Like, the other ones kind of just didn't. This one actually right. made me stop for a second and be like, oh, I feel this emotion. Ariana Grande's vocals are so beautiful in that that you can, like, do anything with them and it'll still sound great. 
Yeah. So yeah, that was like my highlight. But overall, just like a disappointing. I don't know. Disappointing I know. project overall. Just messy, yeah. and like we know it was messy because it was meant to come out like multiple weeks in a row, and it was just like silently not out each time. Yeah. And yeah, like no one knew when it was coming out. I'm guessing it was mixed last minute from what I can literally hear. It sounds <laughs> like you can't really hear Charlie XCX at some points in it. Like tons of the verses are a bit fucked. Like I think the Rena verses are kind of fucked too. Yeah. So obviously it was like sweatshop conditions, to be honest, <laughs> like to get it done in time. <laughs> they probably didn't even get paid for this. Like we'll pay you an exposure. It's funny because like, I feel like the, <laughs> the artists involved with it were really excited. Like Brie yeah. Runway was promoting the hell out of it mm-hmm. because it is like, they are in the artist at the end of the day in the, I mean, just like small label yeah. artists working with Lady Gaga, but it just, I don't think it did anyone a service. Like I didn't come out of this thinking like, oh, wow, I see this other side of this artist. Interesting. Or like, I don't know. I didn't really come out of it thinking anything out of anyone. Right. Yeah. The Pitchfork, the Pitchfork review basically said the exact same thing that it said about Pop 2, which is like bringing together a world of artists into one vision. Literally, like, I'm sure it's copy pasted from the Pop 2 review. <laughs> um, gave it a 6.7, which is a classic Pitchforkian pop review score. That's pretty low though. Yeah. I mean, it's a glowing, it's a glowing review, but yeah, the number is kind of firmly anti-poptimist. <laughs> so I don't know. I think it's like, um, I think the, I think the reviews are like one person's point of view and then the number is like the staff's yeah. average. So it always kind no, of. It is literally that. There's always a disconnect. Someone on Twitter was already like threatening to kill the f- new, newborn or the, of the reviewer, obviously. Like. World Trade Center vibes. (laughs) Halsey vibes, yeah. 20th anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) Like always, people just like go off about pop reviews and pitchfork as if they don't know. Firstly, they don't realize that they're not putting the scores. Secondly, whatever. Literally, whatever, Um, yeah. Whatever, yeah. (laughs) It does, the review does mention how tragic it is that Chromatica came out during peak lockdown, and now this thing, this remix album is so delayed that it's kind of also coming out while lockdowns are coming back. <laughs> True fourth wave vibes. The tragedy of that, yeah, fourth wave vibes, as you said. <laughs> so <laughs> That sucks for Gaga, I guess. It's kind of funny, yeah. It's just, yeah. Um, anyways, whatever. I feel like 6.7 is exactly right. Chromatica's gonna, it's gonna be a weird memory for all of us. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like yeah, whole, you're right. Like, I listened to the album more than I should have. Like, I, I feel like the album yeah, had famously. more a presence in my life that it didn't deserve, both from, like, my own choices to hit play on it, but also discursively it was yeah. thrust upon me yeah. in a way that the music never justified. Right. Mm-hmm. And in a way, it's, like, iconic, but it's a bad album, or just, like, a very boring middle-of-the-road album, but it's, like... Mm-hmm. It's like our poppy, our poppy in the way that it just was just like really defined. You're right, yeah. The time. <laughs> I don't know it really word. defined it. Defined yeah. that whole damn year. And now this one too. Definitely <laughs> more than like Joanne and whatever came after Joanne. Oh, come on. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Yeah. Um, should we talk about Charlie's own output over the past few weeks? Mm-hmm. Speaking of the death of hyperpop. Charlie's mainstream straight era. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Good Ones is the single. After five weeks of promo, it's out. And the video, <laughs> too. Literally five weeks, not even exaggerating. Yeah. Um, good ones. What did you think? Good ones. It's a good one. It's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> good one, Juan. Um, 
It's a good song. I wouldn't say it's like amazing, but I think it's a pretty good song. I yeah. think <laughs> this is going to sound very AJ, but like the production is cool. The beat, the beat was there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I liked it. I don't know what to say. I really don't know what to say about it though. Um, I feel like it was giving me 80s in a dated way. Obviously the 80s are dated, but the 80s. <laughs> I mean, 80s revival is also dated in a way. <laughs> it's true. Something about the synth. Um, yeah, it's um, it's sampled. Oh, it samples a song. I didn't know that. Eurythmics. Yeah. Oh, okay. T. It is. Right. Okay. That I I hear that. When I first looked at the Genius page on the day it came out, it also said it sampled "Mirrors" by Natalia Kills, and if that <laughs> ended up being true, I like it would have led to my demise. I think. <laughs> I don't even know what that sounds like, but interpolates Natalia Kills. Um, it's a similar, like, kind of stabby '80s synth line. Okay, just catchy, yeah, just catchy. What did you think? Did you like it? I heard the song a lot last weekend. I'll say that it's cute. Yeah, I like it. Um, I don't know. I like mainstream Charlie though. Everyone knows I love art. I love um. I love Boom Clap. I don't know. I like her. I like Sucker. I like Sucker too. Well, I don't love Sucker, but when Sucker, the highlights of Sucker I love. Are high, right? Yeah, they're really highlights. So I'm happy with it. I mean, I listen to it quite a bit. Mm. Do I care so much now? No. But I feel like it's a really catchy chorus. So good. Finally. It's not a showstopper, but it's a pretty good song, I think. I also think it's a smart move of her to be moving away from her, again, the H word sound. Because at this point, it's like it's been four projects in a row, and even five if you count the Vroom Vroom EP, where she explored yeah. that sound. And I do think that how I'm feeling now was like the, should have been the closing chapter on that because it was like a more sentimental version of that sound. So it really, I like that she's moving away from it. That way, she's going to stay ahead of the curve because I feel like if she had done another mm -hmm. vibe like that, people would have definitely, definitely jumped on her like negatively because people are tired of that sound. 100%. She declared the death of hyperpop last month, too, if you remember. Oh, that was true. like promo for no, the song. The market's saturated. It's too much. What did you think of the music video, though? I feel like she promoted this for so long because it was like a high-budget music video for her. And we haven't gotten a music, like a good music video from her. By good, I mean like expensive since like ages ago. Probably since Sucker. Like, yeah, since a label album, mm -hmm. studio album. Yeah, it's true. That's what made it exciting. I mean, I didn't really like the styling. Like, I really felt bad for her when, like, she was not wearing pants in front of the grave. <laughs> and she was, like, bent over. I was like, that's not right. Give her something. <laughs> Give her something to put on, honestly. Literally felt wrong. Get that naked lady off the TV. My theory is that she got hot, aka, like, fit through quarantine and she's trying to show off been though yeah exactly like how i'm feeling now was very that too she's been th showing off but yeah. also charlie she was naked on the, the front cover like oh yeah you're right she was it cuts it cuts so low on that album cover it's crazy <laughs> like i'm like girl she's giving like alexander mcqueen lower rise jeans like you can see like, her pubes honestly i feel like they had to photoshop stuff out like it's so low probably yeah yeah like, there's so much space under the belly button on Charlie, I'm just saying. <laughs> he's pointing, listener, he's pointing at something right now. <laughs> I'm like looking at it now, no, it's, it's crazy. Like... Yeah, no, she got hot. And um, she literally will not let me forget it. <laughs> <laughs> or anyone, like, we get it. I agree that the styling was like, because yeah, when you're doing bikinis, it gets really boring. 
Yeah, it's like goth Love Island. Like, there's only so many looks. <laughs> yeah, two black bikinis. That's literally the like the whole extent of it. And then at one point, she was wearing like a sheer, like a robe over it. But that was it. Cute, yeah, cute, like cuter though. Yeah, cuter. Yeah, I just feel like the styling could have been more interesting, especially since it's her like quote unquote villain era. She could have done like a really ornate like. Yeah. Malef- maleficent kind of not maleficent but you know what I mean like a, I'm a villain Cruella yeah Cruella yeah <laughs> <laughs> whatever taste whatever filter about Cruella Joker Harlequin <laughs> <laughs> I agree with that I did think the video was cute though I really liked the setting yeah. like where they filmed it that like church I think it was in Mexico where they filmed it it was really cool oh, cute um, I guess religious imagery has been trending and it's a bit dated not dated but a bit tried but she did it pretty well mm-hmm. i don't know like the i'm a sucker for like red blacks candles and like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? that vibe of like which is very much what she's doing so i liked it that's what she's been describing this era as like right like a villain but also like studio yeah. label sold her soul vibe yeah which i love mm-hmm. um the album comes out late march so <laughs> buckle up hate her for that yeah i hate <laughs> her yeah we better get like <laughs> two more singles before then at least three oh, yeah. four yeah, at least. If she's flaunting her budget, she better give us like three music videos. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The way you know she's in mainstream label mode is she was on an EDM song over the past oh, month, too. Right. She mm-hmm. was an out, out. Oot, oot. Joel Corey, <laughs> Jax Jones. Joel Corey mm-hmm. is, believe it or not, a bodybuilder who went on Geordie Shore, and that's why he's a DJ now. Oh, wait. I need to do this. <laughs> You, is he on? yeah, you barely need to see him. You already know what he looks like by like me just saying that. <laughs> the face is the face like, is the face. Oh, yeah, he's a bodybuilder, spray tan. So he looks like, like that. a competitive bodybuilder. So, like, not that hot, exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, yeah, it's called Out Out. It's a song about going out, believe it or not. Oh. And, um, oh my god, oh, yeah, Saweetie's on it too, but she kind of drops the ball, in my opinion. But Charlie sounds good. I'm happy notice. to hear her on a song like this. Mm-hmm. The song is huge. Not this, but the pre-remix is huge on TikTok. Like the original song. Oh, Allure, Allure en Danse? Like Stromae? <laughs> Stromae, whatever. But did did Joel Corey do like a version of this without Charlie before or no? No. I guess not. I guess it is Allure en Danse then. Probably, yeah. That's like the main chorus sample. But yeah, whatever. Anyways, yeah. It's like a TikTok. It's like a TikTok trend because there's like this group of people dancing. I wish the listener could see what I'm doing right now. Arm vibes. And then... Charlie recreated it. Yeah, Armand's. Charlie recreated it saying like, but anyways, yeah, anyways. Um, One lyric I liked, send me your location, the Uber's outside, running out of time. I love that, actually. Love running that out of part. time is why. cute. Yeah, what was that? Well, it elevates the stakes. Something about the way she said it really resonated. It makes it, <laughs> it, makes it like life or death. Like you got to fucking get outside, the Uber's outside. That's like a good pop song right there. Yeah, there's going to be really fucked up but it gave me like POC vibes that line something about <laughs> something about that line gave me like spare like not POC more ESL like I could see uh, Carol G singing that line is what I mean like a Spanish speaking singer writing in English is what it gave me but I loved it it made it sound like that's funny global it's totally <laughs> a global song period it is a global song though it actually literally is it's like Ibiza yeah it's Ibiza <laughs> That's global, right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but you know what? Also, I just need to mention this. Uh-huh. Joel Corey did that song that is iconic, that was made iconic by those by those two British girls. Yes. Those two British, like... 
Yes. Wearing like their coats. Kids. Yeah. <laughs> and they're dancing and then they take off the coats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And their dancing is like accelerated or something. So it's like a yeah. thousand poses. Yeah. Oh, icons. Yeah. And what is that? Head and heart, is it? It's uh I think it's called Sorry. T. Honestly, he has hits after hits after hits. Um Out Out does not seem to be performing super well hmm. 26 million i mean that's obviously huge but he's one of the biggest people on spotify so not great i mean head and heart has 750 million so jesus what about sorry then probably has so many too sorry has 137 million i know bed with ray has 227 million out out has yeah. 26 million so that's kind of bad it's funny it's funny to like be comparing these generic EDM songs. I know. It's crazy how Joel Corey made all of those. Like, they sound good. Yeah, what? How's that possible? They sound good, honestly. Obviously, we hate, or whatever, EDM's corny, but it takes some yeah. skill, and I think he has it. He has the I mean, skill to do... I mean, it's literally produced by four people, including him, so... <laughs> honestly, I want to fail like up like that. It. Yeah, how does that yeah, happen? Know, yeah. like, <laughs> ghostwritten. He literally... <laughs> he just like, failed yeah. out of bodybuilding into... The music industry. Crazy. Like, this is so Love Island. Like, this is all so Love Island. (laughs) It's so Love Island. It's like, I I wish Charlie would have gone to the villa and performed it for them. Ah, instead of Ray, yeah. Iconic. Imagine that. I love Charlie. Oh, yeah, you said Ray. I haven't been watching. (laughs) Well, Love Island's over. I didn't make it to the last few weeks, but um, that's the good thing about Love Island. You can just drop in, drop out. You can just stop, yeah. It just doesn't matter. Okay, next song. Kim Petrus. Let's talk. Kim Petrus, Future Starts Now. This was another highly promoted comeback single, I guess you could call it. Really? Yeah, she was promoting it for weeks. Josh, I didn't see this anywhere. I only saw it when you added it onto the thing. I didn't oh, really? see it anywhere. Yeah. I have well, seen she's no promoting one talk it on social. On social. On social. I guess I don't follow her on social. I did see that picture of her on Slater at the Christian Suriano show. Oh, queer. Yeah. Very much so. Um, LGBTQIA vibes. <laughs> Spare uh, life. Kim, okay. My take on Kim, I like. I, I think the song's actually pretty good. I was like hating on her before I actually listened to the song. The song is good. I will complain that I think she has fallen into this like Justician, kind of like Daft Punkian sound yeah. for ages now. Weekendian. Weekendian, yeah. And I get it because she's really... She has always really been trying to do main girl. She's never tried to do like indie pop. She's always done like banger pop or yeah. try to do it. But something about it feels again dated. Like that revival of that sound sounded good for her Halloween piece. I think she kind of needs to move on, do something different, experiment with different producers. Yeah. Something about this is not giving me growth. But no. it's a good song. It actually is a good song. Everything about this is not giving me growth. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> Even like her flow is like sluggish. Like it's just so boring. Yeah. yeah you know? It is kind of boring. Yeah. It's really weird, honestly. It's her first single for Republic. She just got signed to Republic. So it seems like they were like, keep doing it. Is that a bigger label than the one? Yeah. I think she was just with Dr. Luke for the first little bit. But oh, now she's on Republic. Oh, interesting. The D word, Dr. Yeah. Luke. She is a singer who puts out songs constantly. She kind of stopped recently, but she you had a face where she was putting songs constantly. 
I know. I feel like it was like four years straight, honestly. Yeah, literally. I have a thing with Kim because Kim is obviously not like a singer or a musician, right? Her vibe is, or her thing is not being like skilled. She's not Lizzo. She's not, that's not her tea. Her tea is more being like a pop star. What's Lizzo? She's like, what's, a, what's that comparison? <laughs> well, she plays the flute. She's a classically trained musician. Oh my God. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just barely. There's like pop Just stars who are like musicians. And there's pop stars. Like Mariah Carey is a musician. She's a well, okay. Voice. Kim Petras is in the songwriter camp, I would argue. That's like her musicianship. I think she's more of a pop star. Okay. <laughs> now we're fighting. <laughs> okay, whatever. That's not even the point of what I'm trying to say. Sure, she's a she say she's a songwriter. She writes a song, so she is a songwriter. She does, yeah, she does. Period. But then her star persona is what is starting to like annoy me. Mm-hmm. The people she associates with are so corny to me. She yeah. is too LA. She needs to literally move out of LA. Yes. Alex Chapman. I'm putting my constantly, fingers into an X. <laughs> constantly Paris Hilton, who I had something clicked in my mind recently that we've been told this lie that Paris Hilton is still like a famous person. She's washed up. I finally got it. That's why she's constantly collaborating with like nobodies and doing like YouTube videos. Of course, longer. Paris Hilton was famous like 20 years ago. Yeah. She's a, she's washed up. What I'm trying to say. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is that Kim needs to like pivot away from that. Like, yeah, Alex Chapman, very LA, like Lil Aaron. Yeah, just like very YouTubian, very like mm. Calabasas. Yeah. These white boys are like weighing her down, I think. Yeah. It's just not cool. And I think she, what I was trying to say when I was saying that she was not a trained musician is that a big selling point of Kim is coolness or like this star quality, right? Yeah. And I feel like she's missing it because she's just associating with like LA vultures. I don't know. It is vultures. Yeah. I feel like Alex Chapman is a vulture. And I've thought that ever since I saw him DJ for her, like opening for her at a show. I follow him on TikTok. Oh, now. Okay. The truth comes out. (laughs) (laughs) I do like the cover art for Future Starts Now though. Yeah, she looks great. It's just like a Cirque du Soleil kind of like Marie Antoinette vibe. It's cute. Mm Mm-hmm. It's beautiful, actually. It's a great photo. I have a feeling they're trying to sell this, like, um, her hairstyle as, like, a thing now. A thing? Yeah, because I remember, I think I saw the music video or, like, the visualizer, and it's, like, the Eiffel Tower, and on top of it is her hairstyle, like, this little bow thing. Oh. I think they're trying to do an Ariana Grande slash Ava Max, where, like, she becomes, like, have a distinctive hairstyle. Okay, that's smart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can tell a gay guy decided that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A gay guy at Republic. Not to give us too much credit. <laughs> That's not much credit. <laughs> it's not, but. It's not. <laughs> Still. But yeah, she's going fully. I think it's a cute track. I just, I'm, it's not exciting. I don't think Kim has excited me in a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, let's move on then to something equally unexciting. We have Drake and Lil Baby. Girls want girls. You know what we haven't been doing? Guess. Reading the songs? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say that. <laughs> cool. Um, okay, well, luckily everything's been local, so cool. Yeah. Perfect. <laughs> it's all local. Gaga local, Charlie local. It's been a local summer. What's up with that? Yeah, what do you yeah. think? It's been know. a local summer. Don't you think music isn't hitting the same way? 100%. Something's off. What's up? I don't know. Because it's, it was supposed to be the time where music was going to hit. We were like out. Well, not me, but the people were out. It's like how art was supposed to thrive under Trump. 
<laughs> yeah, I know, literally. It kind of is those vibes. It's not thriving. It didn't happen. Something about music isn't hitting my, like, pleasure receptors in the same way. Yeah. What could it be? I feel like Good Ones by the Charlie XCX kind of hit for a second. Right. But there's only so much a two-minute song can do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I felt that way about that Halsey song that I like. I am not a woman, I'm a god. Okay, like okay. A massive banger. Massive in the sense that it's just like loud and huge in your face. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have no choice to like either like it or hate it. And I really liked it. Yeah, that's totally good one too. It's huge. But yeah. Anyways, Drake. Drake, yeah. Speaking of music not hitting. One of the least huge songs in recent memory. Yet. <laughs> yeah. Girls yeah. Want Girls with Lil Baby. Who is Lil Baby? No one knows. Um, <laughs> Lil Baby. He's the boss baby. <laughs> yeah, he's boss baby. He's Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Literally one of the biggest pop stars on... Spotify. Lil Baby? Lil Baby. 58 in the world. I don't know who that is. No one knows who that is. It's not Da Baby. It's really not that Baby. Oh, he's a white guy. Crazy. No, 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 no. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm on his Instagram. No, Lil Baby is black. Oh, no, this is Lil Bay. Never mind. Oh, Lil Baby. Sorry, listener. <laughs> oh, yeah, hey, Boomer. <laughs> yeah, literally. So, Girls Want Girls by Drake. Mm-hmm. Famous Torontonian. Famous for doing so, we kind of added this just because Drake was all over the news for a second, his beef, and just he came out with this album called Certified Lover Boy, right? And I, I added this in the playlist just because it was the one with the most plays and it has the most dis- disgust, <laughs> disgust, disgust. <laughs> in the album where he says, like, I'm a lesbian. What does he say again? He You're says, a lesbian girl, me too. Staring at your oh, this is the chorus, staring at your dress because it's see through, talking all the shit. That you done been through. Yeah, say that you a lesbian girl, me too. A girls want girls where I'm from. Wait, whoa. Yeah, girls want girls. Whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah. Girls want girls where I'm from. Should I keep going? Mm -hmm. I will. (laughs) Oh, yeah, yeah. Girls want girls where. I kind of get it. Hey, whoa. Girls want girls where I'm from. Hey. (laughs) What do girls want? Girls. Should I translate that into Portuguese? That's an option on Genius. Dude, let's see what happens. In Spanish, even. Anyways, um, so yeah, what does that mean? Like, he's just not a lesbian. So there's that. Should we start there? <laughs> let's start with that. Start unpacking that. Maybe he's like spiritually a lesbian, but what does that mean? He's into he girls. Feelings. Is what, is what he means. Right. Yeah. He's into girls and he's in his feelings. That's very lesbianic. Drives a U-Haul. <laughs> <laughs> all over Toronto, all over Yorkville. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's um, a butch lesbian because he has that bus cut. What else? Build shelves. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is where we like hate speech lesbians, I guess, seemingly. <laughs> no, we're not. We're like a No, we're being stereotypical. We're, we're romanticizing them. We're normalizing them. Well, we're just being honest about them. <laughs> <laughs> we're being honest certainly about the fact that Drake is not one of them. Yeah. We're just trying to find the logic here. Why would he call himself that? When he's not it. He, like, period. No, okay, I got it. I cracked the code. I just thought for like a few seconds. And the girl in this scenario is trying to curve Drake by saying, I'm a lesbian. I'm not interested. But then he is so interested in her that he's like. What? Like he's pursuing her. Mm. (laughs) I don't Mm. know. I don't know. I'm out of ideas. Notably, this isn't the first time Drake has made comparisons like this. On Young Money's 2009 song, Every Girl, he sneakily raps, 
are any of y'all into curls like I am? Let's be honest. <laughs> I'm looking you right in the eye. <laughs> I think it just means, I think he just means that he's a lesbian insofar as he likes women. Yeah. Uh, uh, which there's an argument for saying that that kind of makes you just a straight guy. Period. Now we said it. Yeah. Again. If he's a lesbian, <laughs> he is a woman. Let's talk about that. <laughs> Not enough people are saying that. If you're a lesbian, you're a woman. <laughs> Everyone's like hitting subscribe. They like can't wait to subscribe. <laughs> the amount of truths that are being spelled out of our mouths right now. I don't know. Maybe he's coming out as a trans woman in the future. And listen, I love a U-Haul. <laughs> I like end the conversation there. Yeah, listen, I love a U-Haul, period. <laughs> no, I'm going to need one. <laughs> remember remember how i'm moving <laughs> every 20 minutes <laughs> um so the album was mediocre middling we talked last week or two weeks ago about middling music mid-browsing the web just like middling r&b rap perfect for spotify this song is not bad honestly i have to admit i feel like yeah. by the third time you listen to it it'll have you like singing along but that's it's designed to be just that you know like something that you don't pay notice at first and then through sheer yeah. exposure which i'm guessing is going to get a ton of because he's drake you just get yeah. into it but mm -hmm. it's just like you're being forced to you don't even you don't even feel it out of your soul i will say the chorus didn't sound like the chorus until i heard it twice and i was like oh i guess it's the chorus <laughs> like staring at your dress because it's see-through i was like really you're gonna say that again <laughs> <laughs> Like, okay, go off, I guess. And then you're like, oh, wait, that's the chorus. Sounds like a Sheehan haul to me, sis. <laughs> and I guess he released it next to Drake, to Kanye's Donda because they're beefing. Right, boring. But I think it just makes him look so bad. He's like McDonald's and Kanye's like a refined burger. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a specific example, but I can't. But you know what I mean? Like Drake is just like a mass selling singer or whatever. Kanye is an artist and it just makes Drake, yes. Drake look so much worse in comparison. He shouldn't compete. Drake is like writing for the algorithm, honestly. Like none of this means yeah. anything. No, and he has been since like views and that's fine. That's your gig. Yeah. That's why you're becoming like the literally the biggest musician in terms of like selling and stuff. Drake is like yeah. massively profitable commercially and that's fine. Yeah. That's your lane. But when you're beefing with one of the most important rap artists of the generation, you're going to look, you're going to look like shit. Donda yeah. is like an artistic achievement. This thing is an album. I've been giving my CDs away recently, and I gave away mm -hmm. Nothing Was the Same to Emerson. Oh, and that album is just good. Yeah, that album is good. That's all. Take it's Care is good. good. Is that what it's called? Take Care is good, yeah. The one with the, um, with the sky background? That's Nothing Was the Same. Oh, yeah. true. Mm -hmm. That's the one with, with like, the hold on. Portrait. Hold on, I'm arriving home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, I'm five minutes away. So Drake is local, almost by necessity. Um, in the definition, yeah. It's just like placement in the economy of it all. Yeah, he's local. <laughs> he's for everyone. The ecosystem. He's for everyone he's, and no one. That's like the exactly. artless thing about it. Period. Yeah. Okay, next song. So Abba came back, Joshi. Oh, tell me more, Juan. After years and decades of silence, mm -hmm. the Swedish pop stars, the massive, one of the biggest pop arts in the history of music is back with two tracks. One of them is called I Still Have Faith in You. Mm. And it's this like ballad song that is so fucking boring to me. I don't know why people are like hyping it up. People just love ABBA, rightfully so. They're like legends. Right. But this song was so boring to me. No. Mm -hmm. um, 
And then they're doing like a comeback tour that they're calling it like revolutionary and somehow has an element of virtuality in it. And then in the music video, they this starts the music video for this song, I still have faith in you, starts with like old footage of them looking hot. The girls were always really hot. And then it like moves into the present. And they're like, I think CGI'd or something, but they look like really young. But oh. they're old. Mm-hmm. It's this like weird, bizarre combination of like their bodies, their faces, a bit of like airbrushing here and there. And then I guess the tour is gonna be serving something like that. They no. they were adamant adamant about saying that it was not a holo, like a hologram tour, but it will involve some aspect of like sorcery, technological it's so creepy. like creepy, yeah, technological creepiness, uncanny valley vibes, uncanny valley and, vibes, yeah, yeah. The whole point of adding Abba to this playlist was just like me complaining about this, like this, like again, culture vultures trying to like. I guess maybe they're, I mean, they're doing it themselves, so they might be in in, in on it, ABBA, the, the musicians, but I just feel like ABBA has one of the most untarnished legacies mm-hmm. in the history of music. Like, from our parents to nowadays, everyone has at least one ABBA song they love because they're amazing at making pop songs, like literally amazing, like untouchable. Yeah. So this kind of stuff, it just makes it, like, it just tarnishes their legacy. It looks, it's a bad song. It looks creepy and just like a money grab. I don't get it, Local. yeah. It's just promo yeah. for the tour, essentially. I guess so, yeah. Um, but it does have a lot of views for, like, being pretty new. Yeah, it's obviously, like, the classic example of Uncanny Valley is that Christmas movie, Polar Express. Oh, yeah. You recall? And that's, like, 2004 mm-hmm. CGI. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, just why do it, really? Yeah. Why Just why do it? Like, just just be old a bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, literally, like, it would have been way more respectable if they had done, like, okay, our comeback is going to be RS with acoustic guitar singing, like, old people music. Or, I don't know, something more, like, dignified. I don't know, or, but, like, no, do what people like ABBA for, which is, like, a bop. Yeah, you're right, like, bop, a, pop, a disco pop, like, yeah, yeah. I don't know if it tarnishes their legacy, but I feel like it whipped up know. their fans into a frenzy, so it probably worked. For the purposes. I did see people liking it though. Hey, you mean into a frenzy positively? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah into a frenzy. Yeah. Like the YouTube comments yeah. are like, people seem to be crying at their computers as they type it. So <laughs> it's kind of that vibe. They're like, <laughs> keyboards are smashed from all the tears. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like short circuiting. Well, good for boomers. I'm not going to talk about it, but there was an article in The Guardian being like, the, the, the return of ABBA just goes to prove that boomers are not only like monopolizing economic resources, but also just like culture. Wow. It's like constant recycling of cultures, just like boomers extending their powers over everything. Whoa. Yeah. Well, I think I'm exaggerating the point, but it was something like that. Does ABBA deserve that? Jesus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't think so. Like classic <laughs> rock groups have been doing reunions over and over again for decades. That's funny though. Baby boomers are the winners who have taken it all. Now it's time mm. they gave some back by Will mm. Hutton. Hilarious. Who was a boomer himself? I'm not going to read that, but thank you. (laughs) Wait, can I read one line and then we move on? Yeah, yeah, please. The baby movers, not content with hoovering up household wealth and pensions beyond the dreams of a generation below them, Mm. now make the cultural weather too. So yeah, that's what I was going to say. This guy's arguing and saying. I mean, whatever. I don't really care. It sounds like he's in a filter bubble of people who really like ABBA, because I haven't really been hearing about it that much. 
Me either. And millennials are guilty of nostalgia too. We're constantly reinventing mm -hmm. like 90s shit. So it's not really just boomers. Lately, whenever something is big, I'm like, actually, it's not that big. It's just a filter bubble. I'm kind of like <laughs> appropriating the filter bubble. Actually, COVID is not that big. It's just a filter it's bubble. It's just a filter bubble for sure. Yeah. <laughs> what is it? Like a confirmation bias vibe? Vibe? Like, yeah. Like you're just yeah. stuck in a group of people who like the exact same shit as you because right, you're yeah. a gay guy in yeah, yeah. like a coastal city. Yeah. yeah. Period. Like Charlie XCX is not a main girl by any measure if you like ask right. anyone in middle America. But if you're a gay guy, she's like the biggest pop star kind of vibes. Yeah. Mm hmm. Yeah. Mm hmm. And yeah, like yeah. not that many people are talking about ABBA. Like maybe the press is posting stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because it came out. I see a couple people talk about it on Twitter, but that's it. filter bubble. <laughs> <laughs> I just keep saying it. I, I am known for following a couple of gays, so you're known for that, yeah. Okay. Um, one like cultural filter bubble moment that happened yeah. recently is Cinderella, uh, um, Camila Cabello. She has a song called Million to One, in which she says, yeah. "You're gonna know my name." The name being Cinderella. Cinderella. <laughs> I guess I am kind of going to know her name, ultimately. <laughs> You've been known her name. I have been known. You've been knowing the name Cinderella, actually. Uh... Since, like, birth, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Camilla really does Cabello this song, doesn't she? <laughs> you know that means hair in Spanish. <laughs> it means what? Hair, like... Oh, like... Like Rapunzel vibes. Yeah, Rapunzel vibes, but not Disney Rapunzel. princess vibes. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. I, I don't really think this song is that bad, but it's not something I've ever listened to. Yeah, no, I'm serious. I think it's like one of the worst songs I've heard in my existence. Really? It, yeah. Just like guitar. I feel like it's um five different genres. Her vocals are rough. T.E.T. I feel like she always sounds like that, though, no? No offense. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. Like her vocal tone is like actually very consistent throughout her career. It's very shrieky, but here she goes guttural and just like, mm. I don't know. There was like that clip that people kept showing on Twitter saying that she sounded like a horse, just like. Not a horse. A run, a vocal run that goes sour and it just really sounds like, I don't know. It's a really bad song. I hated it. Like actively, I haven't hated a song in, in very long. Wow. And I can only imagine I would hate the girl bossian retelling of Cinderella just as much as I hate the song. Yeah, the Amazon original movie Cinderella. Mm -hmm. In which she's no longer looking for love. She wants a career as a designer. She wants a career at Essence. <laughs> 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 she's wearing like a tiny Jacquemus bag or like, I don't know what the Essence girls are into nowadays. Probably like a telephone bag. <laughs> Cinderella spelled with two S's. <laughs> S as Cinderella. 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 just my stutter. Cinderella. Episode title for sure. <laughs> Literally, write it down. We're going to forget. Cinderella. Okay, got it. Perfect. <laughs> Make sure there's a double S there. Absolutely. Would never forget that. <laughs> oh, okay. Constantly producing the least clickable podcast episode names of all time. Oh, no. That's our hidden talent. <laughs> the least parsable. Okay, let's move on to another bad song. This is called The 90s by Phineas. I despise this. Who is actually Billie Eilish's brother, who you may have heard of. Billie Eilish, sorry, I'm talking over you. Billie Eilish's brother and producer of all of her albums and songs. Exactly. Yeah, I don't know if you've heard this, but they actually work together. It's a kind of bedroom pop. Like, they kind of produce <laughs> and sing. It's cool, actually. Like, her brother is, like, really, yeah, like, really talented and, like... <laughs> 
<laughs> and then like she writes her own songs. It's just like it's kind of cool, man. <laughs> <laughs> that literally was her like angle when they first came out. For like honestly, until like yesterday, that was their angle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's literally why they got their Grammy. It was a really good story for music people. Yeah, it was like indie vibe. Yeah, but not. So this song just so just so sucks. Just sucks so hard. So sucks so hard. My main issue with it. It so sucks so hard. I don't know why. I didn't. I guess because I've been listening to the Billie Eilish album and did it up on my recommended on YouTube and I watched the video, and I was immediately hit with this line that is just so literal. He starts something like, I wish we were in the 90s. I know people romanticize it, but I just wish there was no internet. It's just mm. like a diary of a teenager. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like a Y2K TikTok, TikTok teenager who's just like writing their angst into a diary, hoping that no one else reads it. Mm. Yet Phineas thought that it was good enough to publish a whole song with a whole music video. Oh my God. With his name attached to that, those words. It's just juvenile and like, just like to literal that the whole point of the song is that he's it's like another song about struggling with being famous and like people mm -hmm. know where he lives because they can just go online and look it up and yeah blah, blah 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 first of all so unrelatable second of all you're Phineas no one's like chasing after you you're not Billie Eilish like people don't know who you are really oh it's been a week and it has less than a million views not to drag <laughs> like I don't think anyone's checking where he lives honestly <laughs> Literally, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's an ope right there. You get famous because of the internet, Phineas. Don't be ungrateful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Phineas shares friends inspired video for new single of the 90s. Need I say more? I didn't even catch that reference. It is very I'll be there for you vibes. Mm -hmm. <sighs> Ew, that's really cringe. God. The, the fact that there's the, like friends involved with this also is really cringe. But yeah. It's just, I really hate it. I've never seen such literal lyrics in a song and really, it was really grating. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, it is just like depression vibes, isn't it? Anyways, um, let's move on. So far, everything's been local, just to reiterate. Yeah, literally. It's kind of crazy. We have a new song by Chloe of Chloe and Hallie. Mm. It's called <laughs> Have Mercy. <laughs> is it not Hallie? <laughs> Hallie. <laughs> no, 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 it just sounds like you were, no, no, it is. It's not like you were saying, like, a baby. Howie? Or Howie. <laughs> so it's called Have Mercy. Well, like, just, it's just R&B, ultimately. It's just R&B. I have a, a question about this. Did you, did you listen to it? Yeah, of course. My job. So you know how it starts with, like, <laughs> booty so big or whatever? Yeah. The little thing. Is that original or is that a sample? Because that's been all over TikTok for, like, a month now. In a promotion for Have Mercy, Chloe Bailey posted a TikTok with the first few seconds of the song. It went oh, viral, currently at 18 million right. views and 2 million likes. It's really viral. Like when the song came out, but the only reason I added it to her playlist is when, because when I listened to her, I was like, wait, this is like a TikTok sound. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I thought she was either like interpolating it. And I was like, if, she, if that's her own song, that's huge for her because it's like, it's, it really is trending. It's like her Doja Cat moment. Yeah. Literally the yeah. one line intro went viral. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and nothing else about it went viral. It's not even her voice. It's like a man saying "booty so big." Right? Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. It's just the production. Sad. There's a lyric where she goes, "Um, what does she say?" I literally swear when I heard it, I was like, "Oh my god!" She said "belegda." I was like, "100 <laughs> percent." She just said "belegda." It was um the actual lyric is "if he got it like that, like that." But I swear it sounds like "if he got it like belegda." <laughs> 
like Jesse Nelson from Little Mix trying to be Jamaican. You know the one. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we know what you're talking about. Everyone's like, we Wait, get what's it. What's I gonna say? The song, yes, you're right. It's like whatever R&B. I don't, I actually kind of like it. I think it was pretty fun. Pretty sexy for Chloe, Chloe and Hallie have always been a bit like unsexy to me. Not, they're obviously very sexy women, but I mean, their music is not very sexual or sensual or anything. Right. Mm-hmm. This one has more like, like literal references to sexuality. So it I is thought literal. that was a bit surprising. Yeah. I watched the video and like T- Tina Knowles is in it. And then I realized that this is under Beyonce's label. So it's all, the whole thing is just like Beyonce mafia. Oh. Like industry plan kind of vibes. Weird. They are, I love them, but they are industry plans. Hmm. Both Chloe as well as Hallie. <laughs> <laughs> Hallie's like a nobody actress who got a huge role in Disney. That's right. That yeah. screams industry plan to me. Yeah. I mean, they're great, but they're plans. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, what else? Oh, I guess I mentioned Little Mix. So they have a new song called Love, brackets Sweet Love. <laughs> Imagine putting the same word in the bracket. That's crazy. Yeah, I can't. You already I know I love it. it, though. You already know. I can't. They hated it. They hated it. Okay, I'm, okay, hear me out. I'll say one thing. Okay, please, please. It is, obviously, they're belting the entire time. They're, like, screaming at the top of their lungs, like, with 100 layers of their own voices. But it's so minimal for a Little Mix song. Like, it's actually sparsely produced, weirdly. Okay. I like it. Sowie. I just like it. Okay. The Lord era? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll allow you to like it. I'm not, I'm not saying you're not allowed. And in fact, you're probably going to like it even more when you hear it blasting out of, like, what's the, the Tesco or whatever. ASOS. <laughs> Sorry, no, ASOS is online only, famously. <laughs> what's, what's a British pharmacy? I don't know. Boots. The house. Boots the house, mama. <laughs> Wig. Oh, wig. Okay, I'll let you like that. I'll give you that. Cheers. Okay, speaking of Brits, um, Ed Sheeran <laughs> has threatened to release a new song, and then he did it. <laughs> he committed his threat. It's called Shivers. I hate it. In an, in an act of terrorism, comma, Ed yeah. Sheeran has released new music. <laughs> I think it. I think it, it's the banger. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm going to sit here and lie to the listener. I think Ed it's a, Sheeran it's is like, your little mix out of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. It's like... um. Giving me, it's giving me shape of you. Ew! Why would you say that? <laughs> <laughs> it's the same. It's because it's literally the same artist. <laughs> yeah. How dare you? Watch your mouth. It's like the ugly cousin to shape of you. I don't want to hear about what makes Ed Sheeran shiver. <laughs> I just. <laughs> Spoiler alert! It's blowjobs. <laughs> Actually, Spoiler alert! It's pure fucking. <laughs> He is a freak. I bet what it makes. I bet he's kinky something like. Oh my god! Like disgusting. Something like really lizardly. Like I'm actually really scared. Yeah, I don't <laughs> even want to say. I don't even imagine it because my mind goes to the worst of places. I'm actually really uncomfortable. One <laughs> talking about this <laughs> with Ed Sheeran <laughs> and his pink ginger cock. Stop, <laughs> please. Nine one one. Okay, speaking of Brits, Teresa. Oh. Wow, we just keep going with the Brits. We just keep going with the Brits. Almost like I'm moving there in 20 days. So yeah, we have Tirza. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> so we do have Tirza. Featuring Kobe Say, I think is how you say that name. It's called Hive Mind. Yeah, she's like, she's threatening to release an album too. It's been a while, hasn't yeah. it? She's, she has like four songs out now that Spotify yeah. grouped into one. So I'm assuming there will be part of a body of work. Yeah. Um, she's been really low-key recently. We've been like, yeah, I don't know. We like yeah. we like her a lot, but she's been really 
mellow yeah. recently. She's someone who the pod rarely, not rarely, but someone we both agree on liking a lot. Someone who yeah. we hype up a lot because her music we think is both artistically interesting and full of filled with hooks. However, we've struggled with the new releases. I I have to admit I have. Yeah. This is my yeah. favorite, I think, so far. Mm-hmm. I've mind. But yeah, it's nothing like her early stuff, is it, at all? No, not at all. This is the same guy with who she did Devotion, like the song. Right. I imagine, and let me check that, it is also produced by Mika Levy, hmm. who produces all of her music, yeah. Queen, icon. But something about this last few tracks, I think it's because we've already heard it. Devotion yes. was a great album, but this is kind of the more of the same. Can I be honest? Yeah. This song is what made me decide to not buy a ticket to see her live in November. Instead, you're going to go to see the Sugar Babes? Hopefully, yeah. At Garage Classical, yeah. <laughs> they were around the same price, Gee. honestly, because the Tears of Show is a Pitchfork festival show, so it was like really right. expensive. That's a huge, that's a huge move. I mean, I like the song, but yeah, it's not really the vibe I'm going for for live music right now. It's just not. Yeah, you're right. I want it to be like soaring and euphoric, yeah. you know? Fair enough. This our life, and it was very mellow and very chill. So I can see okay. why you wouldn't want that. Even back yeah. then. Mm-hmm. Okay. On a similar note, speaking of like artists giving us more of the same, mm-hmm. I did listen to the Tanache album, 333. Okay. Sorry. You already reviewed it with that one sentence. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. It just didn't hit, did it, listener? Um, it didn't hit. I actually haven't listened to it. So I, I, I'm literally going to stay out of this one. I'm going to sit out because I don't have enough. Oh, you didn't listen. Okay. I didn't listen to it, no. I think we briefly discussed it a few episodes ago and I listened to like Bouncing Part 2 because I was really excited. I love Bouncing, as you know. We love Bouncing. It's just one of her best songs. Bouncing Part 2 is not it. It's like a chopped and screwed. I take that back. I like Bouncing Part 2, especially in the context of the album. Yeah, okay, I get that. But um, it's just well-tread territory, the whole thing, like the kind of moody R&B Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. There are some interesting moments, like that drum and bass interlude. There's like a beat switch on Unconditional that was kind of cool, but it's like not essential. Like none of it is essential. None of it feels... I think that's the main issue with Tenoche's output. But she's my girl, still. She's your girl. She's a girl for me. Like I like some <laughs> of the songs, but she's never going to be my girl. Okay, the song 333 though, like the self-titled song, mm-hmm. or like the album titled song, is genuinely really weird and like full of ideas. True, true, true. It's just a little like random. I don't know. It's just like it doesn't quite fit together. Yeah. I don't see vision really. Yeah. I didn't listen to it, but the 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 songs I did listen to just didn't really stick with me. So like I believe your your like take on it. Yeah. It's too bad. Yeah. I mean it took us long enough to listen to it, so clearly we weren't enthused. Yeah, that's it. Like yeah. Like Pasadena's good, but like why that guy on it? Like, come on. I don't love Pasadena, honestly. Pasadena, again, sounds better in the context of the album, mm-hmm. I, I reckon. I wonder if we're, like, harsh, really quick before we move on. If we're harsh mm-hmm. on Teresa and Tinashe, like, do we allow artists to just develop a signature sound over and over? Yeah. But then also, that we, we'll, we'll allow it, but we can be blamed to not be, like, excited. We, we are don't. allowing it, yeah. Yeah. We're allow, we'll allow it and we'll listen to it, but... We're only humans, and we're yeah. gay humans. We like novelty. We like sparkly. Yes. yes. Yeah. No, I want the sound to be pushed. I don't think that's really a lot to ask for. Yeah. Um, 
because, you know, we really have had a lot from Tanache over the past, like, decade. Yeah, right. Especially Tanache, yeah. Yeah, yeah we've had a lot. Um, someone else we've had a lot from in the past, <laughs> okay, random, decade, Saint Etienne. <laughs> okay. <laughs> How's that That's for a random. transition? <laughs> no, I mean... <sighs> Yeah, I don't know. Saint Etienne has a new album called "I've Been Trying to yeah. Tell You." What? What are you trying to tell me? I mean, I haven't listened to their music since the '90s, but <laughs> did you listen to it in the '90s? No, I mean, like, I haven't listened to their albums yeah. beyond the '90s. Is what I mean. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know why Saint Etienne, because I learned yesterday they had been releasing music through the 2000s. Right. Yes, yeah. I didn't know that. Didn't know. And I don't know why this album really was in my, on, on my radar. I don't know. If people were talking about it. I listened to it, and honestly top five album of the year for me it's so good yeah it's really fucking fantastic like it sounds both urgent exciting yeah but mellow but there's a mellow oh God, yes. a softness to it juan yes it, yeah it's captured like it captured me i played the first song and i was hooked i was in it mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i was in their life i was like let me play this whole thing beginning to end and i did and i enjoyed mm-hmm. every second of it i was pushed to my limits i was what, what's that gaga show-stopping not afraid to reference. Blah, 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 blah. Wow. We haven't said that in a while. Yeah, I really love it. Yeah. Hot. Finally hot. Kind of like broken beats, but like drum and bass, like kind of broken drum and bass, like broken beats. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Lily Allen reference. Anyways. Yeah. No, it's good. Um, <laughs> I really Wait, I like just it. got that from the music video. Yeah. From the LDN music video. Yeah. yeah. It's like grime, but like new wave. You yeah. Know? <laughs> it's going to be you in LDN. <laughs> so um, no I like it too I think um, the Saint Etienne album it's like there's vision like it actually is a exactly. good transition from the Tanache discussion because it's more of the same from them like they do that For sure. like slow breakbeat thing mm-hmm. female vocal thing always period that's their sound but they're like so, their, it's so good it's their, just like it yeah, does sound true. fresh still whereas like Tanache has that song with Jeremiah that like goes off the rails and just mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It's like a confidence, but it's quiet. It's a quiet confidence, exactly. even. Which Tanisha doesn't have. She's like right. channeling it wrong, I think. Like the sound is not as timeless as she thinks, I think. I think you're right. Also, like she, I think we talked about her when we talked about her. She needs to focus in on what makes her unique before moving forward. Yeah. What mm-hmm. it is about, what is Tanisha, what's her star power? Because she doesn't have, not to read Tanisha, but she doesn't have, a star power that comes naturally to her, but I think you can work on that, and she mm. needs to do that. But yeah. Saint Etienne, it reminds me of that band Clo, a bit. Yeah, like older, more mature. K L L O. Yeah, because Clo, they're like young kids. They're like Australian in their twenties, or Saint Etienne, and they're obviously older. Right. This is like what I want Clo to be sounding like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like five, six albums into their career. Cute. Yeah. Yeah. Last one, Kay. Um, another artist who I I don't I. Yeah, last one. I yeah. didn't want to talk about her, Lana. Oh. Arcadia. What can I say? People, some people say? love it. I am not. This is where I have departed the Lana Del Rey train a bit. Blue Bannisters is just not hitting. I think it's just not what I need in my life right now. Yeah. I've been really digging old unreleased Lana, like Born to Die unreleased era. So I'm, I've been listening to Lana that is the opposite of this. This is just meandering music. With one hook per 10 minutes, the verse of Arcadia, I was really excited because the verse is so beautiful. Like literally one of the most beautiful melodies she's delivered in ages. And then the chorus hits and holy fuck, I'm wincing. 
I really don't like it. It sounds musical theater to me. I don't know what it is. I really don't like the chorus. I really don't like her direction for this album, really. I, I know some of the tracks because I've listened to them, and I know I, lo I love those tracks, but the four singles she's released, I've never been so uninterested in a Lana Del Rey album. Something about this is not hitting. I think it's it's more, she's pushing that direction of like, what is it, like folk music that is like actually folk music and that is not pop. Mm. But I'm struggling with it. I'm struggling with it for sure. I'd be lying to you if I said yeah. I love it. I know I know the songwriting is amazing. I know that it's poetically beautiful. I get that. I listen, I'm listening to you, listener. I'm listening to Yolanda fans. I get mm. that. Songwriting is some of the best she's had. Yeah. But musically, it's just not hitting me. It's just not hooking me. And I'm sorry. It's not hitting you. No, it's not. Hit sorry. me. Hit me, baby. Yeah, that's sad. Hate to hear yeah. that. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, what is up with our brain chemistry? Yeah, music is not hitting. Actually, no, it's not our fault. I take that back. It's not us. <laughs> it's it. I mean, it could be a bit of both. I'm in a good mood, though. Yeah. You know? I've been pretty depressed. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but sometimes depression <laughs> but sometimes depression should enhance music. Sometimes yeah, yeah. Especially yeah, Lana. Yeah, especially Lana, yeah. I think it was just the vocals that I wasn't vibing with. Like the vocals on this chorus, if you have time to listen to it, I think you'll agree with me. You won't like this. Yeah. Song. Okay. I don't know what's wrong with our brain chemistry. Sad. Music found dead. And that's the show. <laughs> that's the show we literally just trash talked like 12 tracks and then yeah. liked one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, which song do we like? Saint-Étienne. Love, Sweet Love by Little Mix. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to get over the fact that it's Love, Sweet Love. I know. Regarded. They're regarded for that. Love them. That's where you about like the of them. That's super like Jesse. That's super like <laughs> Okay, listener, thanks for listening. Um, we'll be back soon. And that's that, right? Yeah, that's that. That's that on that and the end of that. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs>